I said, I don't know what to say to you, man. I'm just trying to be a regular person eating an irregular salad upside down. What do you want? Oh, recording? Uh-uh. Jared, you like movies? Nah. Marcus, you like movies? Nah. Scott, you like movies? Nah. All right, no more podcasts. <laughs> All right. Good show, guys. Good show, guys. Right. Uh, this is Zebras in America podcast, a, a film podcast, but I guess not about film today because we don't like movies anymore. Psych! I lied! That's the wrong number. Zebras in America, we fucking love movies. Yes. We are ecstatic about movies. Yes. We're trying to get people excited about bodybuilding, about movies, about hydration. I drink a gallon a day, son. Do you really? Yeah. That's important. Wow. That's what warms important. my heart as a kidney transplant recipient. I well, like hearing that. As a son of a, of a failed kidney transplant recipient, I take that shit very seriously. Wow. Yeah. Cilantro water, son. Nice. You put me onto that shit. You so, take- also, if you're listening to this episode, it already happened, but I'll be presenting at the Nighthawk on uh, David Cronenberg. And I dedicated uh, my talk about shivers and kidney disease to my dad, who also passed away through failed kidney complications, as well as Scott's father. Sorry. So, yeah. Oh no, thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I'm yeah. trying to do. I'm I'm trying to do it right by mm-hmm. losing 100 pounds and maintaining my 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 uncle's kidney. So. Yeah, I mean, I lost I lost 30 pounds on my new diet. Yeah, that's great. I've I've given up sugar. I uh, yeah, and uh, amongst of other things, mm-hmm. uh, if if anyone ever has questions about dieting, we're not a diet podcast, and I want to go heavy into it because there are many people who have different eating styles and probably don't want to hear about it. Yeah, whatever works for you works for you. That's why there's so many pod- podcasts. I mean, so many different types of diets and and things. People are not monoliths. So, but if you have questions about how I lost weight, it all goes down in the DM. So. Send, send, send away I'd be happy to talk to you nice um, yeah straight up so we are we have our guest Jared Gilman uh, every, we liked your episode so much it hasn't come out yet that we decided to time travel and have you on again to, oh, wow. to talk about uh, films of 2018 mm-hmm. uh, particularly a film that we all watched uh, this weekend called Mandy yeah which is the talk of the town right mm-hmm. now Indeed. and it should be in theaters for far longer than it is. What's that? I said it should be in theaters for like far longer. Yeah, it's like, the, so like. Spoiler alert: Scott and I watched. Sure. I mean, Scott has a nice television, but it's definitely like. I wish I did see this in a I saw it at and the. I make, uh, I yeah, go. I saw it at the Alamo Draft House. It's that that's a perfect Alamo. It was. Alamo it was. It was a good experience. It was I, a really good experience. I just I just switched my Movie Pass subscription for Cinemia. Because Movie Pass just became so restrictive, and I'm not. I still love what they did, but right. What it was was amazing. What, what it, turned it was, in, yeah, was Be, being the operative. Correct. Yeah. I saw I saw fifty films this year because of it. Sure. And I probably would have seen fifteen of those. Had you not? Yeah. Had I not? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, in New York City films can cost anywhere from eight to twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. So, and when I was when I was going through a deep depression, being like, "All right, well, I have nothing to do today, but what if I just walk across the bridge and go see a movie?" And there were movies that I certainly would not have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not just like blockbuster movies; it's also art movies. Mm-hmm. So I I may go see Mandy in the theaters because I because I enjoyed it. Sure, if you do, you should probably go pretty soon because I'm not sure how much longer if. Even if it even is still in theaters, you know. Yeah, I mean, this this, <coughs> this is a time travel episode, so it might not even right. be. Um, 
But yeah, so we're going to talk about that. Also, one thing we didn't get into on the last episode, what are, what are some of your favorite movies? Ah. I love having that combo. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm a, I, there are a lot of films I, I, I love. I don't have a favorite just yet be, for a couple of reasons. One, I feel like I've seen Team Man. It's kind of, okay, I guess my reasoning is a bit contradictory because A, I feel like I've seen, like, there are too many films that I love that I couldn't just pick a favorite. And B, I haven't seen enough. Like, I feel like there's so many, like, art house films, but then also, like, even more popular films that I still haven't seen that I'm probably going to love the hell out of. Sure. That, like, maybe might end up being my favorite film, and I don't know yet. So I'm not sort of concerned with, like, what's my favorite right now. But I love, um, you know, I'm just going to... Because I know I'm going to forget. Okay, so while you're looking... I I can pull it up in, like, two seconds. I will add that... Sure. So... For me, I noticed that when I start, I tell people when I started this podcast, the amount of movies I hadn't seen quadrupled because the more movies you see, the more movies you have to see. Yeah, way. like the more, like you know, the more directors that you discover, the more bodies of work that you have. Yeah. Right. So, so like yeah. every director you like probably has other movies, and you want to see the evolution, and you. Mm-hmm. And every genre has subgenres, and then you're like, oh well, I don't really like this genre, but I like this genre. And what does this mean? Like, just getting into, just getting into Italian horror movies was like, all right, I can't, just because it was it was too much the rabbit hole. Right. But I, just, but I like the cinematography. The cinematography and the music sure. is killer. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing. Also, I I understand because like I can. I may have said this on the podcast before, but if but if I did, whatever. Is that the thing about favorites is like I tell people I like comic books or I like music and they're like or like rap music and they're like, Tell me your favorite rapper. I'm like, I guess I could, but really like my favorite rapper is that rap exists. Mm. Like I I'm not like a, a super fan of too many things. It's just sure. I love that this genre exists mm-hmm. and I love everything about it. Yeah. So favorites are helpful schemata for us to understand people's point of view. But they're also it's also like not that important. Sure. But I'm just yeah. trying to get an idea. Sure. Of, yeah. So like, yeah, I can like mention like you know some like I love uh, like Old Boy, uh, Seven Samurai, The Shining, uh, Vertigo, Eternal Sunshine. I'm a huge Charlie Kaufman fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love like all of his stuff. Yeah. Uh, 2001. I'm huge. You know all of, like the Kubrick films I've seen. I've I've loved all of them. I love that. Uh, I just I also love. I love that you're like the ones I've seen because you're young, so maybe you haven't seen every single. I've not seen every. There are a few I haven't gotten to. I haven't gotten to uh, Lolita, uh, The Killing, uh, Paths of Glory, Killer's Kiss. I haven't seen that yet. Killer's Kiss is great. The Killing is okay, in my opinion. That's cool. That's funny because it's like the opposite. I think The Killing is like excellent. Killer's Kiss was like fine. It's interesting. It's an interesting history of that movie, like how Kubrick feels about that movie. Um, he, it's not like he he didn't disown it like fear and desire, but it's still something he's just like he hadn't found his his voice. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. But it's but those that, movies yeah. are important. Yeah. Like yeah. of my favorite film, like say like a Wong Kar Wai. Like I like watching his tears go by because it's mm-hmm. like oh he hadn't found or no, like I Michael fu- Mann. I like, fucking you know, love. Like, I love his tears go by. Do you? I yeah. love. His I always tears thought that was like by. cheesy. It had some raw moment, like raw pieces but like overall it was just like 
Eh, he hadn't found it yet. But that's important. If you love a filmmaker, everything is important. Yeah, like Boxcar Bertha is like an interesting document. Sure. Because we were talking about deep dish Scar- Scorsese earlier mm-hmm. yeah. on the on the last podcast. Hi, Rob. Don't and from me. from Boxcar Bertha came Mean Streets because right. Scorsese showed that movie to his mentor John Cassavetes. He called it a piece of shit, which it's not. I don't it's think not. Boxcar Bertha is a piece of shit. shit. But that's a very John Cassavetes thing to say. And then Martin Scorsese felt very insecure and was just like, oh shit, I'll make Mean Streets. And then Cassavetes oh, yeah, loved that say. movie. Sorry for interrupting. No, I have seen a couple of like his like early documentary stuff. Like I've seen the. Um, the one where he interviewed his like friend that like uh, he that sort of has that one story that's basically that scene from Pulp Fiction. Uh, you heard I, I, what's it? It's um, I forget what it's called. I'll, let me look it up. It's uh, we don't we don't really talk about Minton Marinino on this podcast too too much. In <laughs> fact, I'm proud to say that we just got our first one star review as a podcast, and I have a feeling is from a Minton Marinino fan. Yeah, probably. He's got his new movie coming out. American Boy. That's okay. right. Uh, so what are what are uh, some Stephen what, Prince, what are some like what are some some other oh, some other favorites? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I love uh, Clock. Oh, I already said Kubrick. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Come and see. The, oh, uh, come and see. Yeah, oh man, that. that's one Pan's, of the greatest. Uh, Pan's yeah. Labyrinth will will show up in our Mandy talk. Oh yeah, I can see that happening. Just letting uh, you know. I can I, I can I see that happening. Notes. Uh, I love like Solaris, um, which, more recent. Which, which Solaris? Which, which uh, uh, the um, original, the, nice. the 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 Tarkovsky. Because I don't know. If well, you technically, know. second original. Or, there's, right. there's, there's made for TV in the sixties. Oh, it was uh, Russian right, also. Uh, okay, then not the original, but the I Tarkovsky. Don't, I don't know if you know. This, I haven't seen the Soderbergh version. But at Zebras in America, that. we are fans of the Soderbergh Solaris. Cool. In fact, I was talking to someone the other day who was talking about how. 2001 it was the greatest artful space film of all time and I was like I hear you but have you seen either Solaris's mm. and they were like no and I knew that they would never sit through Tarkovsky Solaris and I was like I was like do me a favor just watch just watch the Soderbergh Solaris mm. and he did and he was like oh this is really good. Oh he, man, that makes me. He happy. didn't. He didn't have the ability to be brave. I call it brave enough to say, like, it's in this world. It is actually considered brave to say you like Soderbergh Solaris one, and it's actually kind of brave if you were to say that I think Soderbergh Solaris is better than two thousand one. Do you? Um, I kind of do. Actually, yeah. uh, yes. Wow. I but I, but but only from a personal standpoint. Sure. I recognize the impact. It's like, for example, like. The rap group Company Flow for all you youngsters. That was that's before Run the Jewels. That's that's early LP stuff, which I'm learning. People don't know what Company Flow is, but Company Flow is one of my favorite groups. But I know like I don't really listen to the Beatles, and I know the Beatles is quote more important to yeah. the music landscape. Right, it's one of those right, things. Right, it's right, one of those right, things. Right. Yeah, I guess for me, just because like I, I've seen 2001, I've seen it like several times now, like and a few of which in theaters. Yeah, I was gonna and ask. just like every Good time experience. I see it is always just like such a great like visual and auditory like did you ever trip. have you ever seen it at like the newer damn theater the one that's like down the way like at like no, the, the last opera time style I, last time I saw it was when it was playing over the summer um, mm-hmm. in, in 70 millimeter I saw it at oh, it's... I forget the theater now but I saw it it was uh, crap I forget where I saw it but I saw it 
and it, it just for me is, I still love the hell out well, it's of coming, it well it's coming to Moving Image well they always play it so if yeah. you want to let me know I you, can use my, uh, yeah. you can use my you can use my membership if you want I'll, I, 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 cool. thank you I, I yeah. use my, my mom's but yeah. oh you yeah. mentioned that yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> right and I'm not saying that 2001's a bad movie sure and I You're and, just, yeah. and I acknowledge that 2001 is uh, by leaps and bounds a Influential movie mm-hmm. and more influential movie sure. than Soderbergh's Solaris. I think also I, I saw it at the right time as well because sure. it was also right around the time I was starting to get into like more I guess artful films. I was mm-hmm. like fourteen, I think. Yeah, that's a, that I, is the I, time. I, I, it was like my second Kubrick film, and I, I was just like talking. I was thinking about it for like the next like several weeks, like after I'd watched it, basically. And uh, just like talking about it with my friend who'd also seen it. And I just want to point out that, like, there's no question that Kubrick was a talented dude. Sure. It's just that on our show, we try to take a look at things that people may have overlooked. Sure, yeah. No yeah. one's overlooking Kubrick. No. And, yeah. and if they are, like, I could say Barry Lyndon, but now Barry Lyndon is, is being considered a classic. So, yeah. And, and. It's another one that's a 10 on my, on my MDB. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Mm hmm. Um, please, please, please continue. Sure. And I, I will argue, though, for time and place, Tarkovsky's Solaris is, for me, miles above 2001. Sure. As far as, like, the human, the human's projection <coughs> onto space sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. But I that's can, me. I can see, yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. For me, I can't, at this point, like, I, I think I need to watch Solaris more. Because uh, I do love it, but I, I do recognize that I do need to see. It's not a movie that you can really kind of grasp after, like, two, like, watches, you know? Have you seen Stalker? Yeah. That's my favorite movie yeah, of Scott all time. Scott loves that movie. Rightfully so. It's a great Tarkovsky mm-hmm. movie. But again, going back to your age, it's like, when I was actually a little young, it took half my life to realize how much I love Ghost Dog. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like movies, when you're at a young age, you see something great at a young age, it can sit with you for a while. And mm-hmm. like, I didn't like Ghost Dog when it first came out. Sure. And then like, I got to my 20s, when I was in college, one of my professors was like, you should give that, you should watch it again. There's a, you know, mm-hmm. and go back to the previous episode, there's 5% ideology in Ghost Dog. Like, what this, yeah, the, the RZA, the RZA cameo, mm-hmm. when they're walking past each other, mm-hmm. they say, uh, Rizza says power equality. Ghost Dog says always see everything. Mm. When you spe- it's P E A C well S, but P E A C E. They're spelling peace, right? But at the same time speaking, that's so little cool. little stuff like that. That's and, that's cool. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I remember seeing that movie opening night, Ghost Dog, because because I, I all I knew about Jim Jarmusch was that he thought Neil Young was cool, which was enough for me because right. Neil Young was my favorite person growing up mm-hmm. that wasn't rap, and I mean he's better than some rappers too. But he the, made the song Harvest Moon, so he'll always be. Uh, yeah, that's that song leads me. It reminds me at home. That that reminds me of the woods of Amherst Still bonfires. And, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I've seen great, it. great usage of that song in um, a quiet place too. Mm, I True. haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's necessary. I was gonna say take your time. But you didn't. You didn't like it. It was, it was cool. I think it's, it's fine. You know. I think it's fine. Yeah. I. I. Uh, 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 sort of a pet peeve of mine is just overusing jump scares and like that there's not a whole lot in it the, really yeah the, the trailer I mean you have to make that I trailer guess, to look yeah. a certain way there's, so, there's not uh, a lot of jump scares spoiler a child does get eaten Ooh. but you don't see it it's a PG-13 well you kind of do you kind of you I don't mean, you know not enough to warrant an R-rate yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not on something like Game of Thrones shit or like The Walking Dead 
Um, it's just like it's just there. I'm it's always big... fun though going back to like like watching like rewatching like scenes from PG thirteen films that sort of push it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like I actually just recently um, I've been. I noticed people were, like, uploading, like, Mission Impossible Fallout clips onto YouTube, and, like, I do that. Like, I'll watch, like, clips every now and then, mm-hmm. just if I'm, like, bored and I just want to, like, remember certain scenes or just, yeah. like, sort of really look at, like, how, you know, someone, like, how a director, like, sort of films it or edited it and, like, oh, yeah. whatever. And I know I, I rewatched, like, part of the bathroom fight, and, spoiler alert, the headshot at the end, you actually see him getting hit. Like, you see the the wound for, like, a split second. Right. Yeah, and like yeah, I didn't even realize that when I saw it in theaters, and so I, I always think it's like so funny whenever I see like a director trying to sneak something more graphic or mm-hmm. like more. Like, that was a pretty good movie too. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it for I what it was really enjoyed it. I had a yeah. lot of fun with that one. Um, so so but uh, do uh, or anyway is is a Jared Gilman directed film in the future one day? I don't know. It's kind of why I'm at NYU right now. Tight. Well, we will. We will. We support it. Can't wait to see what you do, because um, you. you know, again, not meeting like young people who are excited mm-hmm. and interesting and interested. Yeah. it's fun. Yeah. So I'm interested in seeing what what you what you have to say about that. Yeah, and like so back to Ghost Dog. When I sure. saw that that there was a movie, I just knew nothing about him at all. I hadn't seen. I yeah. had only seen. Uh, I'd only seen Dead Man mm-hmm. because of the Neil Young core, Neil Young score. And I, I had I hadn't made a decision about that movie yet, and mm-hmm. his and his documentary about Neil Young. That's how I knew about him. And so, but I just was like, Forrest Whitaker, Samurais, and RZA did the score. So I went to see it, mm-hmm. and it's true. I had to. It's on your top ten of all time, mm-hmm. roughly. Roughly, yeah. And it's not on my top ten, but I remember revisiting and being oh like. I really do love this movie. Yeah. So what are some others? And then we'll go sure. into the... the uh, I actually do have one film that I... I think it's maybe the one film I, I, I've ever seen where the first time I saw it, I hated it. I despised it. And then, you know, sometime later, like, rewatched it and, like, actually enjoyed it. It's kind of an unexpected one. It's the, uh, the Tim and Eric movie. Because oh, same. Nice. I'm the same the f- way. I wanted it to be better at first, and now I watch it well, more, no, I'm just like, oh my it's god. A, it's a different thing for me, because uh-huh. the first time I watched it, I didn't know who they were. I okay. j- ah. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it was just okay. one of those things, I think it was on like Netflix. What an introduction to... Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. I, I, was all, I was also, I think I was also like 14 or 15 at the time. No, I, well, I was 14 because I was still in 8th grade, because I brought it up in my class. That's like starting uh, Cool Keith on Matthew. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I acknowledge <laughs> that I I definitely made a mistake in in, in having that being my first, my introduction to them and is like in their comedy and stuff just because like I did not get it at all. I thought it was just the most obnoxious thing I'd ever watched yeah. and like I couldn't stand it and wanted nothing to do with them. But then I think maybe a year later or so I started watching Nathan for you. And oh, I noted, and like love I Nathan loved yes. that show. Like I mean, I still love that show, but like I really loved it. And like I was, as I was watching it, I was like noticing in the credits that like Tim and Eric were one of the producer, were two of the producers, on uh, that show. Yeah. I was like, huh, that's interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that. Obviously, obviously now I can see the sort of links between like their sort of styles of humor and like that. How they love like those like really sort of awkward but human moments. Yeah. Uh, but like. 
So then I, I, I looked them back up again, and then I started watching, like, uh, check it out with Steve Brule, and then also yeah. on Cinema at the Cinema. That's and great. And finding all of that stuff. Like, I started finding that really funny. And then I watched Awesome Show and dug the hell out of it. Yeah. I've seen a little bit of Tom Goes to the Mayor, but not as much, mm-hmm. just because I think the animation style for me is just something I really need to kind of get used to or, you know, right. acclimate sure. to. I just haven't quite yet. Mm-hmm. But I, I like it. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I rewatched the film and ended up like really enjoying it and finding it a lot funnier than I did when I first watched yeah. it. I think Will Forte steals the show in that movie. He's mm-hmm. only in four scenes and he just yeah. absolutely steals it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and just like some some humor takes a little getting used to. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that. I think yeah, it also I just I, I, I really wasn't getting the point of it at right. all. Like at first to me it just seemed like mindless noise. But then <laughs> I realized after it was it's it's not quite that. It's you know, it's like it, it's it's just sort of having fun and like being weird and being weird celebrating that also a deconstruction indeed yeah to some degree Mm -hmm. have you seen entertainment not yet i haven't watched any of the like rick alberson films yet i need to i mean you don't here's the thing you don't need to do anything sure i mean (laughs) when i say i need to it means that i want to and that if you like that sort of thing and you like you like on cinema at the cinema Mm -hmm. uh entertainment is like an incredible, funny, and depressing film. And is it's, is he Neil Hamburger in it? Is that the idea? Uh, it depends on character? who you ask. It yeah. depends on who you ask. Yeah, he's both. He's himself, okay. but then on stage, it's like Greg Turkington being Greg Turkington, but then when he's Neil Hamburger on stage, he's Neil Hamburger. Uh, okay. Mar- Marcus and I disagree about this because I think the movie is about only Neil Hamburger, mm-hmm. but a ver- but a. A different, ver- a different version of Neil Hamburger. Right. Because when he's off stage, he's Neil Hamburger, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't think Greg Turkington mm-hmm. is in the movie. I right. think, I think it's, it's Neil Hamburger the entire time. Yes, but it's a version of Neil Hamburger. Mm-hmm. But which, which is which is meta because Neil Hamburger is a creation. Yeah. But when he's when he's not performing. The way his character acts is not how I believe Greg Turkington's character mm-hmm. would act, so that's that's my opinion. And John, um, John C. Riley's great in entertainment, oh also God. by the way. Oh, oh yeah, not yeah, but yeah. He, he is. Yeah. Everything he does with him is just it's so like, fucking what? funny. Did he just say semen? I'm just like, huh? What? Yeah, His, yeah he plays Greg Turkington's cousin in, in that movie. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so we all this weekend saw Mandy. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's what we're gonna talk what about. was the director? Cosmatos. 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 Yeah. Cosmatos. Depending on how you pronounce it. I'm artistic like Kazmatos, you whack with that whack flow. Anyway, a, a couple with a troubled past in the 80s somewhere, I think in the Pacific Northwest, Yeah, it looks like get it. visited by a LSD death cult and leave a trail of violence. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah. One, yeah, I was good. That's a way. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, that's a, sure. That, that yeah. was the blurb I just came up with. Sure. Yeah, sure. I, is this part of the oeuvre of grief horror? Yeah. I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What so? Oh, how spoiler are, are we getting? Spoilers. Spoiler. Oh, okay. Should we do like yeah. a non-spoiler and then spoiler? Or? No, we'll just we'll or just go right into it. Yeah, we we'll yeah. go right. into it. Yeah, we let's say just go right into it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, who wants? Would you like to? You're a guest. So. Sure. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
I, I very much was down with the sort of very like doom metal aesthetic that it was sort of going for. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Johan Johansson, rest in peace. Did oh a great yeah. Job he, on that music. I was so that score in like a theater sounds fantastic yeah. as well. Just like I think he was aided with somebody, but I'm Sun maybe. Yeah, I think Sun helped maybe. Oh no, okay. yeah, that's no, that's apparently so. Like the reason why it has like it has like that metal vibe is that I believe that, that Sun helped him. Okay. But yeah, I, my favorite part of metal, uh, I do like metal, but mm. it's not my favorite genre sure. by any means. Yeah. But the aesthetics have always been, I'm so down for. Mm. Like the second that like that, just like the from the the font that they used for right. the like quote at the beginning. Yeah, it's like classic '80s style. Like just, I was like, I saw yeah. that and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna love this movie, aren't I? Yeah. And then I ended up really thoroughly enjoying it. So what did you like about it? So I loved, well, I loved Nicolas Cage. I loved how it looked. I loved all of the weird, trippy sort of, like, effects that he used. Um, and then just, I don't know, just, like, the, it just, it just felt so, like, unique of a film. Like, I'd just never really seen anything like it where, you know, it's combining these very seemingly different sort of, like, styles. Like, when I saw it, uh, uh, Glenn Kenny was also in the audience, and he was actually... I, I know him because he was my professor last year for one of my classes. Oh, dope. And so we... The movie ended, I got up, I said hi, and he, we were talking about the film, and he called it Pulp Tarkovsky. That was, like, mm. his label. Pulp Tarkovsky, or Pulp Jodorowsky. Yeah, we... Both of That's us... You. Both of us thought it was very... I, I There were scenes where I was like, oh, this is very stalker. But immediately yeah, had some say. feelings of of Hodorowski. Sure, yeah. And yeah, I I Refn loved also. There's absolutely, some touches yeah, of the, the, I mean, the colors. Yeah, the colors. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the LSD scene. Yeah. Completely in purple, where the faces are melting. Yeah. That was just really great, and yeah, I liked that. Uh, it it was it the film came from a sort of like exploitation, like. Com- complex sort of grindhouse sort of feel, mm-hmm. but it was shot like like a Ke- like a Kelly Reichert film, like a Tarkovsky film, like like a film that's like the nature shots <coughs> were beautiful, mm-hmm. sprawling nature shots. Yeah, and the scenes where where Nicolas Cage's character and Mandy were talking felt very much like you know a ambient drama. Yeah, but then there were these other things. That, that came in mm-hmm. that that were very frightening mm-hmm. and yeah I there was there was yeah it it hearkened back to things I liked the movie I don't know if I loved it sure but I liked it I this is the first time I ever said I have said this in a long time but this movie possibly could have been shorter I I, I, or I yeah Yes, I shorter kind of, or longer, yeah. yeah. I actually kind of was very satisfied with the sort of pace that it moved at. Like, mm-hmm. I know that maybe that that might be some sort of a point of contention with some people, mm-hmm. but I I was very just drawn into the film's world, and, like, and again, I think also the score really helped with mm-hmm. that for me, like, not getting bored or, like, not, like, checking my, you know watch I don't have a watch but you know checking the time or yeah, whatever yeah, like, right. stuff like that just because I was so drawn in and I was like this could go on for another two hours and I'll be happy I wish it like, went on for another two hours <laughs> I do but it, but it, I'm a weird person about mm-hmm. time because sure. there were because there were clearly there were acts and there were story arcs 
and I was curious. And I also liked that you were never really sure whether there was a supernatural element. Mm-hmm. Or if it was like, yeah, or if it was the drugs or whatever. Yeah, because, yeah. so, spoilers. Well, there's some sort of hint. Like, I, I always think to that one, like, exterior shot during the night where it, like, pans up and there are the weird, like, lights in the sky. Or the weird, yeah. like, clouds mm-hmm. or, or whatever that was. <coughs> that, to me, sort of was, like, that sort of, for me, was sort of the movie saying that maybe it's not quite in their heads. Maybe this is just the world that they're in. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Because the thing is, most of the characters are on drugs. Yeah. Uh, Nicolas Cage's character is sober until... Until he takes the until he Until he starts drinking vodka. Yeah. Because the death... This, this oh, LSD yeah. death cult... Uh, Spoiler spoilers. Alert. Come and they, the, they want his girlfriend, Mandy, to be part of there. And she doesn't want to because she thinks they're lame. Which they are, yeah. and they they that, kill they kill her. That's also like really something I found really funny about the movie is just that it makes no attempt at all, at all like making this cult seem like a popular like well known like they just seem very pathetic from the get go. Sure. Well, yeah. well, when which I so, think is just like kind of just was interesting. So after they kill his girlfriend, yeah, he relapses and has this really insane scene of grief and anger, mm-hmm. where he's just like drinking and screaming and yeah. crying and yeah. screaming and Nicolas and Cage is the only actor who Nicolas Cage is the only off. person this yeah. is, Nicolas Cage has been spending his whole career for that scene yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was it was like a scene built for his for mm-hmm. his his performance mm-hmm. and then he goes visit his visits his man named Carruthers which is amazing name yeah. uh, for your for Bill Duke Bill Duke the yeah. legendary Bill Duke the legendary Bill Duke uh, who, who some of you may remember from Predator mm-hmm. and yeah. gets his weapons and Carruthers Explains that that this cult has been doing what they've been doing, and then Nicolas Cage makes this battle axe. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Very metal. Yeah, I like the, I like metal aesthetic. It's like something that'd be on the cover of a metal album. Yeah, like it's a crazy it's, axe. Yeah, it's funny because there's this like sort of cross pollination, definitely of like fantasy authors, heavy metal fantasy artists, and like D and D. Yeah, a lot of the folks I went to high school and junior high school with. Like, yeah. that's how I know that. I wasn't into any of those worlds, but I remember those those three things you just named exactly all, like, the, yeah, there, there's intersected. A, the Venn diagram there is, yeah. is almost a circle. Yes. For, yes. for some. Yeah. And and I really do like... I like Swedish death metal, and I like mm-hmm. some stuff, because I, I like how meditative it can be. I know it, that sounds weird, but trust me. Well, no, I can see. I can see that. There's some droning... From what yeah. little I know about intense metal, there's some droning moments yeah. where it's just like hypnotizing and yeah. hypnotic. So, so what I'll yeah. what I do is I'll take that music <coughs> and I'll just turn it down very low, mm-hmm. and then I'll do some guided, uh, some guided or meditation, yeah. and the, yeah, it's just very. If I feel like I'm in a bath of sound, and it's awesome, and yeah, so I just thought that was really cool. And then he goes for revenge, and there's all this stuff, and there's a scene where he just decides to start doing all this blow of his enemy's house because of course yeah and then he takes a touch of the lsd and then he's in lsd world so so yeah i think i like that uh the whole idea of is it or isn't it uh uh uh, extra world because there are like those weird leather people that appear yeah through ocarinas and then there's that like there's that weapon there's that weapon. They, oh, have, they have that like the giant uh, uh, 
or what? What are you gonna say? The cult has this like dagger with an eye on it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I was just like. I definitely had vibes of like the movie Heavy Metal, or like the movie starts being like, "Oh, is this Joe?" The the, the oh Nick, very yeah David the Gordon David Green. Gordon Green film with Nicolas Cage, uh, yeah. which I think was in the Pacific Northwest. I haven't seen that yet, but he might be right. Uh, I think actually that was in the South. Oh, I, I believe so, but it looks the same. Like it's, yeah, it's some, you know. And then but then there are also be. like reminders of like Post and Ever's Lux, or or obviously Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yes. the Rob yeah. Zombie movies. Uh, Killer yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I, I called this movie in my head Rambodorowski. This Rambo plus Hodorowski. Yeah. Can we talk about something? For, sure. So when we were watching Mandy, we were looking up uh, panels to see to see other stuff about. Him. It turns out his dad. Oh yeah, his dad. I directed, didn't know. Directed the second Rambo. Yeah. Directed Tombstone. And, and Cobra. Mm-hmm. Directed Cobra. Yeah. And there's some. And well, Cobra is about a death cult. Also, yeah. I, I don't think they take drugs, but they're still no. you know. Mm-hmm. But it is also similar to like. Maybe that was an homage to his dad, where like, because in Cobra, they try to, well, they they capture Brigitte Nielsen because they want her, just like in Mandy, where they want, you know. But I think also, I mean, from the little I know about, like, because I, 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 when I saw it, I saw it with like a and a and then also I I just, I've met uh, the co-writer, Aaron Sturdon, like a few times. Cool. Um, Like, just seeing him talking about it, it seems like it was all, he he sort of wrote, Panos was sort of like, uh, also like grieving when he wrote it and like it was sort of like he had like it was like an idea that he had for like a long time and uh i guess i don't want to like speak for him i don't want to get things wrong right right but like there definitely is an element of that like of of him sort of getting over the loss of like his parents and stuff when he was like writing the script mm-hmm. to me like in some ways like a movie like mandy feels very similar to a movie like babadook just in that it's using genre to deal with loss. Yeah. And there's, like, other things going on there, too. Like, obviously, like, I like some of those dudes look like the Pan's Labyrinth meat monster. Some of those guys look the like... The Hellraiser folks. There you go. That's why we have a podcast together. Yeah. That, my, my notes is, like, Hellraiser. Right. Like, all the Hellraiser guys, <laughs> like, look like that. And then, you know... Um, it's also like also in a way like I got vibes of Jeanette but I don't think like Cosmatos had seen the movie Jeanette mm-hmm. just with like the death metal yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the natural have you seen Jeanette it's a new movie newish movie who directed it again I don't I, I don't remember but I know it's like one of your favorite directors Dumont yeah Bruno Dumont Bruno, Jesus yes uh, like the childhood of Joan of Arc yeah. childhood of Joan he's of an acquired Arc. taste sure and have you seen The Endless yeah the the uh, the, the one that just came out? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. So, like, there were vibes there. Obviously, The Endless went in a different yeah, way. Yeah, but very, yeah, went in a, an extremely different direction, I yes. think. I really liked The Endless. That's, yeah, The Endless was fun. That's on my top ten of this year, I think. Right. I'm not sure if Mandy is on there. But also, like, one thing that I saw the film doing was that it was also sort of, like, sort of about, like, misogyny and using, like, absurd violence to convey notions of, like, hatred against women and yeah. violence women and also, like, all the weapons are very phallic. You got the chainsaws right. and the bows and arrows mm-hmm. and the dick axe, you know. Yeah. Um, and it also reminded me a little bit of, I mean, this probably goes without saying, but do either of you do uh, Nordic-style live-action role-playing? I don't. No. Well, so there's, like, live-action role-playing that is considered, like, West or East, like, Western being, like, like people with the fake swords and shit. Uh-huh. And then, like, Nordic LARP is about, like, really... So, in 
in the Western, you're always supposed to watch out for bleed, which is when you're when you start feeling like the game is being part of real life, mm-hmm. where Nordic LARP is all about the real life hmm. taking over, and they have these wonky rules in Scandinavia where you can you can camp anywhere. Like even if it's even if it's quote unquote private property, mm-hmm. as long as you're enough acres away to not bother the people, because oh, wow. the so so the land is considered part of it. Yeah. And it was just like something I was thinking about when watching the movie, yeah, sure. and um, yeah, just thinking about like Nordic bleed, and in a way, it was also reminding me of the excellent Moscow Zero. How so? Just the colors. Have you seen? I yeah, it's a lot of people have. It's just it's this um seven people have seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah, we're two of them. It's uh it's with and Vincent J- Gallo, Val Kilmer, Sage Stallone. John Cribbs uh, is the third one. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Shout out to John. Yeah, it it's like a what's that Roman Polanski film um with Johnny Depp where he's Ninth trying Gate. to it's 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 like a low budget but good version of Ninth Gate. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. Had, Sorry. Had, no, no, you're good. Had had you seen uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow? Yeah, I, 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 I watched that um, like a few years, several, yeah, like a few years ago. Okay. Uh, and I liked it. Yeah. Uh, it was the kind of movie where like I watched it, and I it was I, I actually kind of do want to go back to it now that I've seen Mandy. Sure. Um, just because my impression of it was that it was, I really loved like the visuals and and just the look of the movie. Yeah. But. Maybe I was too either too young or, 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 or it just I don't know it just for me it was like I want to see more from this director but this film for me was good but I want to see you know, I do I think Mandy had now we're talking about, like I, Mandy I, had more heart I think I than, feel like yeah I, I definitely Mandy. had more of a connection to like the characters and yeah. Mandy mm-hmm. and I think it also that last half too like just where everything goes crazy and there's yeah. like action and fights and gore and all that yeah. Um, and I think there was so I feel like Mandy sort of had that going for it as well um, but I do want to I, I think I, I should probably rewatch Beyond the Black Rainbow at some point yeah. I do remember <coughs> loving the score the score is great the score is excellent like that was also a very like really cool like throwbacky like unique kind of sound and yeah, definitely. I just I want to see more from this guy. I want to see more. Well, I think that's what, I think um, with the success <laughs> of this movie, will. I think I think uh, you definitely yeah. will. And I hope this like what's been interesting back like kind of outside of this movie is now all the recent interviews that Nicolas Cage has been giving and how he realizes he's like not he's he realizes like oh I'm like a joke to some people on the internet. Well, yeah. I wish you wouldn't think that way because like mm-hmm. I take my acting seriously. Um, and I just because this is such a Nicolas Cage role, I wonder if he can get back into because there's like a generation of folks series. now who like he does all these director video movies. He's just like the mm-hmm. crazy guy. But when yeah. you look at his filmography, I mean, like from David Lynch to you know Spike Jones. Well, yeah, like, adaptations he's, he's, like also yeah. on that list. It's like also yeah. like one of my favorite he's, films ever. Or, yeah. Like, have you seen Red Rock West? No, not yet. That's that's one that that's a great Nicolas Cage film. It's a great film. Period. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it also features one of the great uh, character actors, J T. Walsh. It's a great noir film where Nicolas Cage is just absolutely great. The whole movie's great. I definitely recommend that. Yeah, it's a I, fun I, little movie to sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he like he was in like real movies doing great work. Yeah. He's part of one of the most legendary film families ever. That's you know also what I mean? True. Yeah. I mean, well it's like you know. like leaving Las Vegas is is, yeah, is a yeah. is a genuinely depressing movie. Raising Arizona 
is that's is, is, that was is great. excellent and yeah. that was you know, my intro to Nicolas Cage as a kid because like, Raising Arizona was on a loop. It felt like it was on a loop on HBO. I wish in, that was in the my 80s. introduction to him. <laughs> Mine sure. was, a, of course, you know, National Treasure. Sure. I actually like the National Treasure movies enough. You know, that's the thing about he's he's for Nick for me Nicolas Cage is part of like two sides and positives of of coins like. I love some movies he's in, but he's also in like Snake Eyes, which was the last movie I saw with my dad. So I hate that because mm. I hate that fucking movie. Also, sure. you know, so I just try to remember that mm. the movie before that we had seen was There's Something About Mary, which is a movie that I like a lot Amazing. more. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that was Mandy. Are there any like uh, any more thoughts we have about Mandy? Uh, I mean, go see it. I guess. Uh, yeah, go Shattered see it. Goblin. What's that? Shattered Goblin. Yeah, yeah. that was. Yeah. <laughs> I like to. I, yeah, I like as we're talking about this is one of those things where like. I'm, gl- I'm now I'm glad we didn't podcast about it right away like we've done sometimes we've done stuff on the show where we see a movie right after podcast about, about it. whereas this now it's like just as I was saying well Mandy had more heart than Beyond the Black Room well Mandy had Mandy had heart now it's like because I know my girlfriend wants to see this we may actually go see yeah. this at um, the night actually yeah we might go mm-hmm. see it you know at, 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 at a good theater because uh, again just going back to the music I'm such a sucker for like I'm a big Brian Eno, right. in, instrumental Brian uh-huh. Eno fan. The the singing uh-huh. stuff, it's not really my thing. Sure. But like anything but like that's a, like long uh, droney, yeah. I, I'm a sucker for all that stuff. Yeah, in fact, the the one time I did go hiking, I was listening to Brian Eno. Which album uh, or which? Songs? It was um the music. What is it? Music for airports. Music for yeah. airports. That's a great one. It was on the hike back down a, a, a fairly tall mountain and I'm not a huge heights person mm-hmm. so I put it on I was listening to it and that was kind of soothing me through you know, so if you like height. if you like that I have an ambient cassette coming out in January that's right Yeah, I will gift you a copy I'm a musician I score films mm-hmm. I make rap music I make film music I make dance music but Specious Arts is putting out my first cassette in January it's it's uh, ambient ambient electronic music nice and I will give you a copy yeah, I'm a, awesome, we're very into like weird sort of like abstract electronic stuff. Thinking, you know, as we talk, I think because on the ride here we were talking about Lynn Ramsey. Yeah. And I think oh, you'll yeah, like yeah. I think you'll like Morvan Keller a lot because you're just yeah. talking about hiking. There's a great scene in Morvan Keller where I can't spoil what happens. Sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. When she goes hiking, she's listening to Boards of Canada. Yeah, I like I remember hiking. that was like actually what like. Really made me want to watch it was I, I saw someone like tweeting about like the soundtrack to that movie. Well, Warp, like, Warp was involved. It was like broadcast, uh, Boards of Canada, uh, Aphex Twin. Like, yeah, all, all that stuff is on. Yeah, and like so. now it, it, that was really what like made me very interested or like very intrigued to watch yeah. it just because like those that sort of music like I always listen to that and I'm always like why haven't more directors used their songs in films? Because sure. I feel like there's something about it that like or about that sort of style that could like I feel like really work in the right moment or mm-hmm. the right scene. Yeah. So I'm curious now with, with, with Mandy talking how sure. it seems you're pretty passionate about it. What are like we're getting close to the end of the year. Do you have like a kind of like a rough list oh, now of like two thousand eighteen movies that like I, you enjoyed? I mean well yeah, like, I, I don't I can't I, I feel like because of all of the festival films that are now gonna come out in the next yeah. couple of months, yeah. I, I still I'm not comfortable giving like a favorite of the year Fair or enough. whatever. And again, if you, um, for those listening, go to Pinland Empire because I wrote about a bunch of TIFF stuff that uh, has yet to come out yet. So, yeah. So, all, yeah, all non-spoiler. I, okay, so, like, I, obviously I loved Isle of, Go- Isle of Dogs. Um, mm-hmm. There you that, go. Nice. I, I, I saw that, like, three times when I was in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyed You Were Never Really Here, uh, which yeah. you mentioned. Yeah. 
Um, Mandy. I enjoyed the last Mission Impossible film a lot more mm-hmm. than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, I'm just gonna pull up my phone. Pull up now. the list. Pull up, yeah, pull I don't. Up. I haven't. I, I don't. I have. I, I know there are films that I'm gonna forget. I have a list, but it's not done yet. Also, because there's. I'm hoping that some of the TIFF ones come out this year. Yeah. So I, I'm there, you know, and uh, also just want to say the reason why I'm glad that we didn't record our, our response to Mandy is because also when we, when we recorded our response to Hereditary, mm-hmm. all, um, all of my opinions were different the next day. That's yeah. another film that I, I yeah. really loved that I, I saw this year. Yeah, I remember we, we talked about that after our Mission Impossible episode and Brittany and like, I still feel the same way that I do about Hereditary, but it's like, but no matter what, you do need to sit with something for a bit. What did you, what did you think of it? Like, I didn't dislike it. Just I just didn't like, love it, you know, sure. and there were like certain little things about it that like I talked about. <laughs> did you not like that? No, no, no. She oh, was my, oh, please. That she was my the favorite. best part of the, she was yeah. Like, okay, you know what, spoiler, like when she left the movie, yeah. I was very disappointed. I was not expecting that, which is maybe my favorite part of the movie. Like, oh, I thought yeah. she was like the center, uh, oh, well, cause that, okay. Because that, they marketed it with her like right there. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's. Which that, I love that they did that, that. That is an instance of postmodern storytelling working yeah. quite well. Mm-hmm. Because, because getting like spoilers. Hereditary spoilers. Right. Uh, getting getting rid of who you think is the main character, mm-hmm. mid, like early in the movie, and in that fashion, in that, way. In in that, that fashion, way. that way, very unexpectedly. Oh, it reminded God. me of like not in a similar Beastie Boys. Check your head. Not literally, mm-hmm. not in the same way of death, but like the same way. Like I remember not expecting Julianne Moore to go out in Children of Men like that that right like that in a car also no less so and also that that movie came out a long time ago so you like if you have oh oh, that's why I didn't even say spoiler you had you had 10 years to see that to see that movie so yeah yeah that's another one that's on the favorites list as well sure I love that one yeah Uh, but back to uh, uh, Hereditary though I just for me like it was like the the sort of horror film that like I would love to like see you know like where it's very character based and like very much like a drama with like heart elements grief going back to the, the grief, yeah. grief or things. And, I, like, and I love the silhouette you gotta the, check the out Dark Song you gotta check out yeah, Dark yeah, Song it's on Netflix mm-hmm. it's an IFC Midnight movie who just mm-hmm. these days all the IFC Midnight movies are like Low Life one of my favorite movies of the year and Dark Song um, uh-huh. all that stuff but with Hereditary the silhouettes of the people in the doorways it plays off of stuff from your childhood like when you're asleep and a pile of clothes in a corner it looks like a person like yeah. staring at you while you're asleep like like so that stuff was just pulled off excellent I, I thought and you know re- references to other to older films and mm. yeah so which is and it's funny too because like when I tell people because it's just kind of where we are like I didn't love it sure. doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it and I think yeah. some people think so, some, well, some people think I hate Hereditary it's like absolutely not so yeah no I mean yeah there's definitely there should definitely be room for yeah. you know Liking yeah. and not loving. Oh, do you need to pause yeah. it? No, no, no. It's, oh. it, it's, it's our third mic. It's, uh, it's our sometimes other host, Saskia. Um, but um, what was I going to... There, there's some other stuff that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Oh, I can... Um, but again, it's like with sure. TIFF. The, the, see, for me, as, as I'm talking, I can't final... Well, I, it's September, but like even currently, because some of the stuff that I loved at TIFF might not even be coming out till next year. Yeah. And then I forget, too, that like 
Zama is we love. Zama. Oh yeah, that was really. But good. We saw that last year, so I forget right. that it's like oh technically it's a movie for this year. So when I talk about my favorite movie, and I'm just like oh, I think Shoplifters or High Life, and then people are like what what about Zama? And I'm like oh yeah, Zama. That's yeah, technically Zama a 2018 was... movie. So yeah, also, I like that. Zama's just not fair. There's just like yeah. so, like some shit. I know people may have different opinions, but like. Like when Marlon Brando was on his shit as an actor, it wasn't fair how yeah. good he was. Yeah. When he was on his shit, he wasn't always, you know, he wasn't always on his shit. But there's just like certain people where it's like you might as well create a different list. Like Zama is such a profoundly good movie. Yeah. That like, you know, how do you how do you rate Game Night to Zama? You Second. Know? Right. Which is another movie we love. Game Night. I like Game Night. I I. I, I I don't know. I, I feel like I didn't maybe find it as funny as most other people, but I definitely appreciated that there was more effort put into like the filmmaking and like, the style of the. For film. me, it plays with comedies. I'm big on little stuff, sure. like like stuff in the tray. Oh, this guy fell down. Like that stuff, whatever. But like you know, Lamar La, Lamar uh, Morris's uh, ongoing Denzel impressions. I think are very funny in that movie. Right. That, like the inaccurate but accurate. Rachel McAdams. She was great. Really good. She's yeah. really funny. Like Jason Bateman, who he plays his part, but sometimes that's all he does. Like he just plays his part. Like he's just kind of there. He gets criticized for phoning it in, but it's like it's everyone around. Like who's uh, little little Philip Seymour Hoffman? Um, oh yeah, that kid. The cop in in Game Night. He, oh. he's amazing. Um, God, oh, what is oh, his name? Oh, Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Yeah, from. I, he's yeah. not. I, I don't think of him as a. I, I, I only say that because he played like Matt Damon or like. Well, because he played <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman's son in The Master. And oh then, and then yeah. I remember when I was like, "Oh, I could see that. That's actually a pretty good cat." When he's younger, he looked a little different, so yeah. he plays his son. Yeah, that's why I called that. Yeah, I always forget that he was in The Master. I will. Yeah. I always just forget that he's in certain things. Sure. Like because, again, showing my age, I always think of him as the bully from Like Mike. If you, oh, you probably shit. haven't even seen that, have you? No, like, I know exactly like what you're talking about. But <laughs> no, I didn't I think realize. Of now, I just I think of him as the sociopath from the last two seasons of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, yeah now, I mean, I also think of that Todd. too. Yeah. But I think because I, you know, that was like the only thing I had seen him in for like the vast majority of my life until the last few years when he's been popping up in like other things. Right. That's what I always think about. Sure. <laughs> which is, I know is weird. Uh, and I haven't even seen that movie since I was like yeah. six, seven. Uh, but anyway, back to films I love that were from this year. Uh, say, um, I really enjoyed Searching. Uh, Madeline's Madeline was also very oh, I didn't unique. See that. Uh, it's very. It's a movie that you kind of have to sort of sit with, or like, it for me, it took a, it took like fifteen or so minutes for me to kind of get used to its like presentation. Mm-hmm. Did you like Butter on the Latch or Thou Were Mild and Lovely or whatever? The films of the of the the director's previous films. I haven't seen them. Uh, that, that was my first like in, that was my first film from uh, that director that I had seen was with that one. Oh, I also love First Reformed. Yeah, uh, that was still that, processing the very end, but overall, it's such a great movie. Yeah, that's on that's on my top. In 10, fact, I, I remember when it ended without giving any sort of spoilers. When that last shot cut, mm-hmm. I thought that the theater fucked up. I thought like that like something wrong happened with the production. Oh, the projection. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it's like shots happening, cuts, and then it's like five or ten seconds of just yeah. darkness yeah. and and before the title comes up and I legitimately thought that like something happened that was a yeah I saw that at BAM and everyone's I was like huh what like it, it's very much that kind of which I, I kind of love yeah, the more no. I sit with it oh yeah. I love that 
No, I think that movie that movie's probably on my top ten. I'm going through all the movies I saw this year. But also just like the dialogue and just the 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 way it was shot. How yeah, Paul how, Sh- Paul yeah. Schrader Paul Schrader when he's on his shit is a very talented director. Which yeah. was really funny just because like the only other film I had seen that he had directed that I had seen was Doggy Dog. Oh, the more recent. Oh, so like, that's not part of that. It's sure. Just, uh, in 2016. Well, yeah. that, and I, I walked away from that one not thinking that he would be capable of making something like First Reform. Well, if you had seen Blue Collar, which you should add to your thousand list oh, of his, movies, yeah. that's probably his best film. Harvey mm-hmm. Keitel, Richard Pryor, Yafet Kodo. Detroit, oh, and so good. Yeah, and it's a film about unions, so yeah. Yeah. I, I like films about unions. Oh, speaking of unions, did you see uh, Sorry to Bother You? Oh, yeah, I, I saw, I got to, I went to an early screening of Sorry to Bother You, and then I wanted to see it again when it was in theaters, but we just never got around to it just because we're really bad about going to the theater during the summer. Uh, just because, you know, I'm back home in the suburbs where you have to drive instead of walking, mm. you know. Uh, and I just never got around to it. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I really liked what it was going for. Mm-hmm. Or like what, I guess, um, I liked the sort of directions that it went in. I, I especially dug the sort of big twist of the film toward the end yeah right uh without spoiling anything uh yeah and there's parts now the more i think about it that's like i was talking to my uh, girlfriend about this too how like google's starting to do like housing for their employees and that now having seeing sorry to bother you that scares me a little bit it does like whoa what but also the funny thing is is that that's also hearkening back to turn of the century when when union started because there were factory towns yeah. where you would you'd work for a factory, work for a business, work for a company. You they would you they would have your housing. They would have everything. Yeah. So it's like the more mm-hmm. things change, the more things stay the same. Mm-hmm. Right. So coming, you know, uh, funnel. You know, I was the other day trying to find film, trying to find see if there were film podcasts that are that examine movies from a strictly leftist perspective, mm-hmm. uh, like leftist meaning like. Socialist, sure, communist, yeah, anarchist, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, not liberal. Sure. Uh, uh, not because I feel like much film criticism these days comes from a neoliberal perspective, which I'm not as much interested in. Mm-hmm. And someone made a joke that our podcast was that. And I'm like, sort of, but not really, because mm-hmm. you're, you're not like super political in, mm-hmm. in, your, in your evaluation of films. And only hard, only unless it has to do with race or if it's a yeah. straight on political film. Otherwise, I tr- I don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. But I see I, what you mean. So so like I found this podcast that's a that's a Marxist podcast, <coughs> but they do have like a couple episodes where they evaluate Texas Chainsaw Mon- Ch- Texas Chainsaw Marx massacre. massacre from mm-hmm. a Marxist perspective sure. or RoboCop from from a leftist perspective, mm-hmm. which was dope. But I was like thinking about how how awesome it would be like. You know, if like me, you, and Tumay and Kangli started like a specifically like leftist lens hmm. film podcast occasionally. Uh, yeah, like a month. No, no, no. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I, I can't do another weekly podcast. Yeah, in my life it doesn't. I, yeah. But like a monthly sort of thing because I think it's interesting and I think it's 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 good and I I like that Boots Riley is is allowing people to look at these sort of ideas yeah. to be because yeah like Google could could become a sort of More indentured agree. servitude yeah. thing. Yeah. And and 
you know, we live in like or Amazon isn't some isn't that also going in that direction too? There I, mean, I don't are, know, but I believe some, it. There are some problems, you know. I feel like we're we are definitely coming to sort of like a, a crossroads where whatever happens in the next ten years is going to dictate like what'll happen, you know? Right. So because of our current political infrastructure, no comment. There are things that are happening from a business perspective that people think are just healthy, but there are pro like there are, is it awesome the idea of like Disney having Fox so we can have X Men and Avengers movies? Uh, actually, yes, you're you're shaking your head. So you like no, it's actually not good from an artistic standpoint, yeah. but from an antitrust standpoint, it's particularly problematic. Or like. There, there, are, there are mergers that wouldn't be able to happen. So, like Amazon o- owning grocery stores and healthcare companies buying pharmacies create this sort of integration where, where the things that we're seeing in science fiction movies are not that far away. And I remember, yeah. but to pivot, anyway, back to going back to Sorry to Bother You. No, oh no, that okay. was that was about Sorry to Bother You. Well, I mean, sorry, yeah. That's all. That's like basically. Or what were we talking about before? Sorry to bother you. Everything. Everything. Just move. Just movies from 2018. <laughs> 2018. Sorry. The, then, yeah. This yeah, happens sometimes. Don't worry. The, yeah. This the, the 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 crux was was that for some people, people will watch that movie and rethink. Like most people will argue that the, that the system in the world needs to change. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will stop short of capitalism is the thing that needs to be changed. Yeah. And I'm not. If if you don't believe that, that's fine. Sure. I respect all views. But I do not believe that that we can have real change without getting rid of free market capitalism. Right. That's my opinion, and I think sorry to bother you did a great job of explaining that. Mm-hmm. And I heard there's another movie that I haven't seen yet, Bisbee Twelve or something. Oh, Bisbee Seventeen. Bisbee Seventeen. Oh, uh, yeah, friend of the show and Timmy Gant has been really big on that movie. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna check that out. But earlier before we recorded, but I wanted to say sure. that you were saying that you. That you're not you're not a big fan of, of superhero movies, and then I'm not that I'm not a big fan of superhero movies. Well, that's right. I guess I just I'm saying that like I maybe I'm gonna sound like Ethan Hawke when he was sort of just that and that like I haven't seen one that's really stopped me in my tracks like sure. like a uh, 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 first reformed or Mandy or or you know like a or, 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 or I don't know a non superhero movie can. And yeah, that. no, I just, I just, I sure. like that statement, and I wasn't saying that you don't like. Let me sure, not put words sure, in your sure. mouth, and I, I think this will be our closing conversation. Okay. So, so you're saying that you've never seen a superhero movie that you were able to evaluate the same way that you would evaluate uh, a First Reformed or a Mandy, because if we're talking, yeah, Mandy, yeah, I feel like the one, even the ones that do get close to that, are always like the ones that are are very openly like questionably superhero films in a way. Like or like, I don't know. The one I'm thinking about is like Logan, which is a film I is a film I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I'd still consider that like a superhero movie. <coughs> sure. Yeah. Right. I, it's I, like a I, mix I, of like a superhero and then like almost with like westerny elements, yeah. very have, like influences or influences or whatever. Have you seen and, Richard uh, Donner's Superman? Not in a very long time. Okay. Um, so that could maybe be Winter Soldier. I thought I like. Really I thought it was all right. I think the my my thing about the Captain America trilogy is the fact that like he starts out as this super patriot, mm-hmm. but modern day he's literally the opposite of everything that like the character he arc wants. Is yeah, very he someone he like he's 
legit like a terrorist to to some degree like especially the between winter soldier and you know the the civil war it's right, like he he's doing the op- he becomes yeah, what he, he becomes an, en- an enemy and, of the state yeah, yeah. and before but, he was just like this blind like I bleed red, white, and blue, and blah, like but from now. What I will say, when I was now. younger, I loved. I was very into superhero stuff. Like I loved the Marvel films when I was like, you know, growing up or like sure. when I was younger. But, yeah. Well, yeah. Also, like like Captain America takes the Saint Thomas Aquinas sort of view that an unjust law is not a law at all. Mm-hmm. So that's so he's. I like that. I like that switch that he takes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what about? Have you seen? Have you seen? Um, Iron Man three, yeah, I liked it. See, that's my favorite superhero movie of Be- all time. Of all time, correct. Because one, it's Shane Black. I haven't right. seen Predators, but I've seen, mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard that people have opinions. Big <laughs> surprise, people have opinions about a movie. Yeah. Um, one, it deals with PTSD in a way, yeah. that, in a way that's so well that actually his character in that movie is being used in psychology books as a good example of someone with PTSD. Wow, because. Cause he's shell shocked. Yeah, he's he's also barely in the suit. Mm-hmm. He had and it just felt like what I've always wanted from superhero movies is I want like a forty eight hours or like a lethal weapon, but superheroes, and he did that. Absolutely, yeah. Again, yeah. yeah. like, yeah, no, I I I liked Iron Man. I liked Iron Man three a lot. I do maybe maybe I should rewatch that one just because that was I watched that before like. Actually, no, it wasn't before. I take that back. Actually, no, I didn't know. Yeah, and that's I think inter- that's an interesting way of looking at it. I guess. Yeah, I just I just loved it, and I think yeah. I think Thor three, Ragnarok. That was also pretty fun. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. That was like, but you're yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, with, like, I'm not saying that I don't like superhero movies. I'm, saying, I'm just no, no sure. one. I no guess one what would, I mean by that is like, I haven't seen one that like I I I feel like in five years I'm gonna be still hailing as like. Uh, 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 you know, masterpiece or right. as like a you know like and some it, sort of landmark. It's for me. Like I go into them, I never expect that, so right. I think that's why I don't have like an issue with that. I mean, some are just arguably either not good or forgettable, but yeah. for the most part, a lot of times it's just like oh, it was cool. Just like how well, yeah, we talk about stories, like, like it was cool. Like Butters yeah, and South yeah. Park, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about them. Like they're yeah. they're fun movies. They're they're good times. You know, like you see them once and you feel like all right, I seen the movie I don't really feel like I need to see it again we are getting to the point though but, like you can't just say that like take a Black Panther you can't just say oh I enjoyed it that's to be like no it was the greatest thing ever like you have to feel and it's like I don't feel that way but I loved I saw it twice in the theater but the whole get but then the political stuff behind that's been kind of forced upon it yeah to some degree it's kind of like it's also I, I keep down my, my enjoyment of that movie because I don't want to be grouping with people who think it's then, the greatest thing and then ever, it becomes just, and then it becomes a complicated narrative because yeah. it's like so y'all, why are y'all defending a multi-billion-dollar con- mm-hmm. con- corporation versus actual facts? It's weird that a film called Black Panther has one of the heroes being a member of the CIA. Yeah, like that is a weird thing. Or it like is- why at the end of the movie, from uh, an entire world that is Wakanda is fictitious, I know, but still, it's still Africa, from folks who have just kind of just exploited raped and pillaged this continent are you giving back to hell i guess oh we'll be the bigger man and it's like a beautiful thing to do but there's also some like i kind of like the idea of wait a minute, we're not going to share our stuff with anybody like no let's kind of the vibranium and everything let's not kind of uh let's keep this stuff to ourselves i i like that so that very end was just like mm, and know. also if the, if they had made killmonger a little less 
villainous. Sure. I st- I was like, where's because that that is an interesting. Debate where is he wrong? Well, he's out. wrong in that he took it that he they yeah. made him overly villainous. Yeah. And I do think uh, Ryan Coogler is a is a very talented young man. Yeah, yeah. And I love what he's doing, and he's doing some really cool things that I'm hearing about. Um, and I don't. So I think he did. I think he did his best mm-hmm. in in the realm that he did. Yeah. So I'm not trying to diss it. I'm just saying I have. I have feelings about it. Mm-hmm. How dare someone have feelings mm-hmm. about things? You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, def- I feel like Black Panther was like... I, I, I Again, I think I, I liked it as a Marvel film. As a Marvel film, it's like one of the better ones. That's always... And then also, that's just how I... Uh, again, going back to sort of my overall feelings about superhero movies, it's the other thing is I always catch myself saying, as a blank right. film, it's good... But as a, as like a, if I'm judging it not as that, I'm not sure how I feel, you know? That yeah, kind of thing. and I totally agree. And I think because, I think there's a positive and negative. So because of there's so much superhero fatigue, I do think there will be people making more complex existential yeah. superhero movies. And there have been over time. I just can't think, I just can't think of them. But yeah. So I think it, I think it's all a matter of time. Like I think yeah I think no and I think eventually there will we will be seeing that kind of thing. I think that that you know they have to go in that direction. And I also I mean I think just from the ones that we have been getting. What about recently, OG RoboCop? Oh yeah, I love RoboCop. That's that's a. To I me guess that, it's kind of like a superhero movie in a way. I mean there were comic books. There's yeah. A, yeah. Fra- Frank Miller did the treatment for two and three. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I love the first one. The first one, the first one was, was second one's good too. It it tried to like, we gotta outdo it, but it's yeah. not. It's not like the first because the whole thing was, at the end of the day, there actually should never have been a series like because RoboCop was also parodying things. So to make a sequel of a movie that was parodying franchises and the yeah. type, like you're kind, kind of, of now like, like you, you, you've messed it up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, RoboCop. Uh, that you know obviously every everything I say there's going to be exceptions like I said right. earlier, I'm not, I'm not trying I think to I said us. in the last podcast I'm not trying to catch you sure I'm just, no, I'm, no I have I have the utmost respect for you I'm just we're having a dialogue yeah. and I'm curious mm-hmm. I will say like for example like the last podcast I think I may have mentioned a pet peeve of mine is like when a film overuses drum scares or maybe it was during this episode I yeah no it was this we've been talking about yeah. it yeah it was this no I, it was this I, I, about yeah film. Evil Dead the Evil Dead films are like also one of my like two or three of my favorite films like mm-hmm. ever and they're chock full of like cheap jump scares you know mm-hmm. but then the film itself is also very campy in tone and like yeah. isn't quite taking itself super seriously and so i feel like and those dark moments, man dark man is a great super i haven't seen dark man yet oh you got to see that yeah well, and that's, again it's from the same guy so yeah it's, uh, and i mean yeah. i love this i love I, I enjoy his spider-man <coughs> films too like I, I, the first year i think pretty great so again there i don't is, think that they're like well i was gonna say you mentioned the first i like how you oh uh, spaced out the first two I, I i respect that we don't need to talk about the other one, I, well, one. the third one they're a thing i love the like Part with like when the Sandman becomes the Sandman. I well, think his that whole was, like, story a really is, is cool really cool sequence. Yeah, uh, and just something that again, like a very sort of unconventional for a superhero film. Like yeah. to just have this sort of drawn out, you know, very sort of almost it, like very weird sort of abstract. Like mm-hmm. seeing all the sand particles forming into a person and like 
seeing the sort of suffering that like someone would ha- who goes through that huge transformation would probably be going through yeah. and having it being this like sort of dialogue free very music heavy moment left an impact on me when I first saw it yeah. but then again you know the film also has jazzy Peter Parker yeah yeah uh, so you know it's 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 the mess it's it's, it's own thing but uh, yeah there were two I think also there was a lot of studio thing there were two problems scenes that were happening. where Kirsten Stewart sings Kirsten Stewart, yeah. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Jeez, sorry. Whoops. I just I love Kirsten, Kirsten Stewart. Oh yeah. I do as an actor. Mm. Very talented. I need to. I've not seen a lot of her more art house stuff. I need good. to. Certain Plot, women. Plot of Cecilia. Yeah, is I excellent. Uh, personal shopper is wonderful. Grief horror, in my opinion, but we. Yeah. We, yeah. I've heard she no, texts with a ghost. In that. It's 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 more yeah yes but there's that a lot. I, I it's only who that know ghost, about that scene. It's who that ghost say, is and who it's. Sure. I would say okay. yes, comma but. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um. Yeah. Do you have yeah. anything you'd like to? Uh. Before we before we close out. Before we close, um, follow me on Twitter if you want or don't. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Where would people find you on Twitter? Real at real Jared Gilman. So, okay. Uh, uh, pretty, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I want to leave it. Wait, on. man. You you what? really you love movies and we love movies on this. But so it's like sure. as we say to just any get just any guest. If mm-hmm. you there's like stuff you've seen and I oh, just, like, oh, I want to talk about something. Oh no! Like no, if no, you ever want to talk about, come back on the show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were, we were, we, he was yeah. he was doing the thing where we invite you back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. yeah. 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 I'd love to. You know, Did you have a good time? I guess I had a good time. Awesome. How, how did how did we do? I think you guys did pretty well. All right. This is a, a, a nice. pretty solid first podcast experience for me. Nice. This is this is my I, I I think this unless one of the million press things I did for Moonrise happened to be a podcast and I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. I believe this is like my first time doing a podcast. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, uh, go see Mandy. Go see good movies. And. Oh, and Widows. See Widows when it comes out. That was fantastic. I saw it a couple days ago in early screening. See Widows. And also, one of you weirdos, remake Mandy with Mandy Patankin. 